Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Yeah, and we're reviewing Riverdale, or recapping Riverdale. We sort of review it. I guess we shout about <laughs> we it. We express opinions about <laughs> Riverdale. about it. Uh, and Riverdale, as we just learned, as we pulled up on Netflix, uh, <sighs> is going on another break. Yeah. It's just two weeks this time. But why? But why? To what end? This season is so staggered. Do we have any TV programming execs who listen to this podcast? I mean, obviously there are tons of you. <laughs> hey, writing down our shouts. <laughs> I mean, they do change the show based they, on what we shout, so. They they seem to really like proper representation of teachers. It should probably be better with a representation of teachers. Or just show no teachers at all. Then the problem is solved. Which appears to be their answer. That was their solution. They're like, Aaron lectures us about proper teaching. Well, because they had the uh, the sexual harassment teacher. Yeah. Um, I guess not harassment. Sexual abuse teacher. Yep. And then uh, they had the, the drug dealing the teacher. Drug dealing teacher. <laughs> and they have Mr. Weatherby, who definitely well, runs he's a, he, he's a principal. Meth. Yeah, but he, he, yeah, he runs meth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, Blue he, meth. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> definitely Gustavo Fring. He 100% is. <laughs> yeah. He's just, uh, he's not there yet. He'll get there. He'll open up his um, uh, El Polo Loco store and <laughs> get that meth going. And there you go. But yeah, so it's going to be a break. We'll <sighs> maybe do something during the break. Maybe yeah. we'll take it off again. I, I'm always hesitant about just filling up with... Nonsense. Nonsense and filler because... You know, people, I mean, as much as I like to believe that people listen to the show to listen to, listen to us, <laughs> you, if we're not talking about Riverdale, I don't know if that, I mean, or a drama in general. Yeah. And we just, you know, we talked about doing um second season of the OC during some of these gaps, but it's really... Well, it, it, like, imagine how that would totally have been. Totally inconsistent. <laughs> and also, imagine how that would have been. It would have been like, all right, two episodes, and then three episodes, and then two more episodes... Just and then back we, and forth. And then when we actually, like, do the OC when uh, Riverdale, like, goes into its off-season, then we would be, like, six episodes in. That's yeah. That math adds up, but, you know. Sure. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure there will be a one-week gap somewhere. Yeah. We'll just be so confused. So, what we're really hoping is something really exciting will happen next week. Yeah, and we can go off of that. Because nothing exciting happened this week. Well, I mean... Kind of like exciting things should have happened, and I should have been excited for them. But mostly, I was just exasperated. <laughs> <laughs> we can yeah. get into that. Oh, but good news! Good things happened. Exciting things happened this week in my life. Oh, I got Blue Sky TV. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Shaw. <laughs> so for those Canadians, it's good. You can talk to your remote. <laughs> I just press a button on my remote, and I'm like Grey's Anatomy, and then it brings me to Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's some free advertising for you, Shaw. <laughs> I'm be- sure this little company called Shaw. They really need our support. They really need our support. Get out there and support Shaw. <laughs> they definitely don't have a monopoly. They're on- better than Bell. Does Bell provide TV? Doesn't Bell have TV? I don't know. Am I wrong? Are there other things that provide TV other than Shaw? Yeah. Guys, we're not sponsored. <laughs> and we'd I mean, be really bad at yes, being sponsored Aaron. if we were. <laughs> But hey, Shaw, if you want to sponsor us, I really like my Blue Sky TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our one sponsor, media giant Shaw. Because <laughs> they need the advertising cred. they need cred. the advertising cred. Hey, Shaw, if you get some, get some uh, uh, teen dramas on Crave TV. That's yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Shaw. Come our way. I mean, right now, the 
pretty much the only reason I have Crave TV is for Letterkenny, the greatest show in existence. Oh, guys, it's so good. And Americans? they just shoot out, they shoot out random seasons. Yeah, they just appear. It's like, hey, there's a new season. I'm like, what? And then, hey, here's a special. I'm like, what? There's no promotion. They just, like, appear. Yeah. And they don't even, like, publicize them on the Crave TV app. <laughs> it's just like, here's Letterkenny. I'm like, oh. Wait, I thought there were only three seasons. Why does this say four? <laughs> I won't. <laughs> and, like, they're doing the tour with, like, Mark Forward and Kate Trevor Wilson, and mm-hmm. they're the only actors' names I know in that show. Jared Keyes. Oh, that... That's the creator. Well, I I mean, also the create. Well, the, the, the two creators... Jared Keyes is the one who plays the toughest guy, yeah. the best fighter in Letterkenny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we probably shouldn't talk about Letterkenny. This isn't about Letterkenny. Well, stay tuned for our Letterkenny cast. If you uh, guys want Letterkenny, maybe we'll do that during the break. <laughs> We're not going to review episodes. This is going to be us talking about Letterkenny. Yeah, sometimes it's got mystery outsiders and abs in it. There's some abs. Well, no, they never take their shirts off. They no, just roll up their I, sleeves. I presume they're underneath. They got, they got the, they Jared got the far- Keyes probably got some abs. They got the farmer abs. No, wait, the, the hockey players. Oh, yeah, we see their abs all the time. Yeah, they're always naked. <laughs> It's true. They're always in the shower. <laughs> All right, that's that talking about Letterkenny. Uh, watch Letterkenny on Crave TV. <laughs> <laughs> not sponsored. Not not sponsored. Just a really good Canadian show. <laughs> uh, but this is season two, episode sixteen of Riverdale, and that's Primary Colors. Primary Colors. Spelled without a U because it's American. But I put a U in it when I wrote it down in my notebook. <laughs> and when you pronounced it. You. Liquid you. <laughs> I, uh, I would like to say that for some reason I spent a lot of this episode trying to see if I could see primary colors in it. <laughs> then I forgot. Well, you can see them all the time. I mean, Cheryl yeah. is forever wearing red. Yes. But we're also missing red, blue, and yellow. Yes, those yes, are the primary, primary colors. Well, here's the problem. I work in film where red, blue, and green... Mm. are, like, the colors that they use to Do make stuff. everything. That's true. So I keep on being like, and green! Like, green's not a primary color. I'm like, what? Red and blue make green. No. <laughs> no, they don't. Red and blue mm. make purple. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> now yellow and blue make green. Great. Yeah. Oh. Welcome to colors. <laughs> Welcome to why Aaron thinks teachers are important, because obviously she didn't have a good one. So we uh we start out and it's Sarayf where the where the last episode ended and Betty is just yelling at Sheik in slow motion. I'm not quite sure what she's saying because a few times she points at the door, and but then when she starts talking, it doesn't really lead up from where it came from. It doesn't seem like she was saying you have to leave, you have to leave. Yeah, instead she's like, now I know why you didn't want your blood tested. And he's like, N-, and she's like, you don't have blossom blood, and he's like. I know. I don't even know who the Blossoms are. And I'm like, wait a second. No one bothered to explain to Sheik why they were all getting this blood test? <laughs> I don't think they did. No wonder he didn't want it. <laughs> like, no. Why would I have Blossom blood in me? Why would I get that test? Stop. <laughs> the Coopers are very bad at, well, like, family dynamics. Well, and then also Betty, like, shouts him, like, that means that, like, like Cooper, like, Cooper blood is Blossom blood. I'm like, well, yes, but I mean, Betty, Betty, you, You're you had sex ed, right? <laughs> Can you fathom half siblings? Can you figure out the obvious reaper? Like, I can't believe her first thought is, you're lying about everything, not... Oh my god, you have a different dad than I do. Yeah, like, (laughs) we thought of that forever ago. I think everyone's been thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. But but Betty is like, and 
shocked and horrified. For some reason, makes him trust him. He never said Hal was his dad. He no. only said he's obsessed with Alice. Yeah, because Alice is his mom, mm-hmm. and he's had a bad life because mm-hmm. Alice abandoned him. Here's the here's the weird thing. They this show does so much like sympathetic villains. I don't know if we're supposed to be sympathetic for Sheik, but I am. He's a poor, sweet boy with a creepy sister and a crazy mom. Yeah, and you know what? He and a bad life. Don't get me wrong. He is creepy, and He's maybe very he, creepy. and maybe he didn't murder that guy. But also, when you found him, he was doing internet porn in a mm-hmm. seedy motel, being beaten up by the owner of the motel, and maybe also being a prostitute. He also might have had drugs. He, yeah. he, he looks like someone who was on drugs, let's be clear. Yeah. Whether or not he did drugs, he looks like drugs. He is a strung out, sad young boy. Yeah, so the weird thing is that I don't know if we're supposed to be sympathetic for him. I am. He's not creepy enough, that's the problem. Well, no, but but even when he's creepy, I'm in my head I'm always like, you had the roughest life. And now this crazy blonde woman <laughs> is forever yelling at you. <laughs> because, yeah, you only share one parent. <laughs> And so Alice explains that he is, in fact, a half-sibling. Well, you see, Betty, <laughs> you found my son does not mean you found Hal's son. Like, come on, Betty, you're smart. You are the valedictorian. <laughs> you Are you telling me you did not figure this out? I mean, l- l- let's be clear. Maybe the sex education in that uh, school was not great. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't. Maybe, sure. maybe it was taught by Miss Grundy. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> And she just taught the girls, like, sexy looks to give to guys with uh, sunglasses yeah, on. Yeah, she handed them all out heart-shaped sunglasses, telling them to, like, peek them down. She's like, one day you'll be able to drive a car. This is what you do. <laughs> the sexual prime of men is about 17, so you should never have sex with them older than that. And they're like, what? What? <laughs> huh? <laughs> never mind. No further explanation. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. Um, so then, it is confirmed for us that the Coopers still work at the register. At least Hal does. Yep. Because he's, uh, he's interviewing... Hermione. Hermione Lodge. And he's a real bad reporter. Because at one point, he turns to Veronica and is like, and Veronica, does this mean you'll be running for student body president? I'm like... I'm like, the I want to... The people in the town of Riverdale don't care about that. Well, from what I learned is the school newspaper writes stories about the town as a whole, and the town <laughs> newspaper writes stories about the school. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, they just The school is the only important thing in the town. <laughs> but equally... Okay, wait a second. Before we go there... Yeah. These characters are sophomores. Yeah. Sophomores. These are grade 10s. Yeah. Grade 10s should not be running to be student body president. Yes, I mean, let's be clear. The student body president is a figurehead. It is way to appease children to make you think they have more power of the school than they do. And you don't get to be president until you're in grade 12. Exactly. That's how it works. You work your way up the chain. Yeah. But not, but apparently they're fluid. They are all things. Why didn't they just make them seniors? Why do they have to be in grade 10? Let's be clear. I think they hate that so much. I think the writers of the show are just like, I hate that these are teenagers. We have to make them do all these things and they're, we have to constantly remember, they're teenagers. Like, like this entire episode is being like, right, they're teenage. We, we'll, let's try to ignore that fact for a little bit. Except for the student body president thing. But like, Archie's the head of sports teams. You can't be the head of sports teams when you're in grade 10. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's the head or just the face. Well, he's the, he was the head of the, or he was almost the head of the football team, but then That's because he looked it. like Jason. That's true. <laughs> They're like, this kid looks like Jason. Everyone just thinks it's Jason. Ugh, just slide. so mad. Just slide into that transition. It's right in there. <laughs> anyway, Hermione knows how to play the election game, and she gets a celebrity endorsement from Andy Cohen. 
Yeah. And who is Andy Cohen? Andy Cohen's the creator of the Real Housewives TV franchise. Mm. Also part of the mafia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long, as Veronica says, an old friend of the family. Mafia. Mafia. Andy Cohen's in the mafia. In case you were wondering, mafia. Mafia. He's in the mafia. That's how he gets all those women to be on his shows. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, th- oh, this episode is another one of, like, a lot of really short scenes. Yes. So we'll be yeah. all over the place. Luke Perry Andrews sorrowfully reads the newspaper. <laughs> yes. Because that came out... Immediately? Uh, immediately. <laughs> well, I mean, that is how a newspaper works. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so they, so I guess, I, I'm assuming that that interview was happening the last night when Betty was yelling at Sheik? Yes, I think so. Yeah. So next day, Luke Perry Andrews sorrowfully reads the newspaper. Archie's like, hey, Hold that's- on a second. Wait. Do you know what that means? What? Because remember how the last episode ended? So while this interview was going on, Archie and um, Hiram are in the other room doing the blood <laughs> the blood doing bonding. The blood this oh. happening at the same time. No, that can't because Archie's there during the interview. He's sitting next to Veronica. No, exactly. Like, they've done it. Then they went back out to see the end of the interview. Oh. <laughs> and Archie... <laughs> Now like, I need to watch the episode again to see if Archie's, like, cradling like, his blood hand. Like, the way that that scene... I mean, he has a bandage on it later. But the way that that scene happens, they did the blood, they burned it, and then they walked outside and sat down the rest of the... Can you... Can you imagine... Like, that would be amazing if that, like, in the background you just see them walking out of the, <laughs> the office. Oh, my God. Perfect. <sighs> Perfect. So Archie thinks, hey, that's pretty cool, Andy Cohen. And his dad's like, I will not work with the law just at all. Or Andy Cohen. Hmm. <laughs> and Archie's like, what? <laughs> like, dummy. Come you on, you dumb. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on, Archie. <sighs> Equally dumb. Jughead is still furious about life <laughs> and is going to go on a hunger strike. <laughs> and then Archie's like, but Jughead, you never stop eating. And both me and Aaron go, he doesn't? The TV show has not proven that to yeah, us. Yeah, we have not seen his love of, like... There was this, one... This, this episode really focuses on that to try to remind us it. There was the one episode where he was at Pop Tate's with Betty, I think, right after the shooting. And Pop yeah. Tate's was like, are you hungry? And he was like, always. Yeah. And then they ate a burger. Yeah. But I feel like... That was the only time. Yeah, but I feel like they, like, they... They should have seeded that character thing Trade. in more. Yeah. Because he eats about as much as every other human being in this show eats. Yeah. Considering it's his defining character trait. Yeah. Uh, but this also is capped off with uh, Ethel. Milkshaking Veronica. <laughs> yeah. And when I say milkshaking, I mean like the slushying from Glee. Yeah. With a milkshake. With a milkshake. Because it's Riverdale and they have, you know, yeah. chocolate shop, so... So, milkshake. Those a milkshake on her. And <laughs> Ethel does his whole speech about, like, you... <laughs> You have been tried and deemed guilty, and your punishment is this. And then she pauses, and then throws the milkshake. <laughs> Just like, what? Why? Veronica, you were a mean girl. You should know what's happening here. Yeah, you should see, you should see this coming. <laughs> you should have brought up your, your train and been like, oh no, I know what this is. Ugh, milkshaking. I watch Glee. <laughs> So, uh, Veronica washes her hair out, and Betty asks if she's okay, and Veronica's like, I'm going to be perfect. I'm going to rise above this. I will be everything my parents have taught me to be. There's going to be no drama at all. And I'm, I'm like, I'm such a good uh. person. And then, uh, next scene. So, Reggie is not 
their friend anymore, I guess. It depends on the episode. And Reggie is also a real jerkwad. Which we did kind of know. Yeah, full of misogyny. Yeah, well, that's because he just loves boys so much. Reg for Predge. Prez. Uh, <laughs> Reg for Predge. <laughs> that should have been his sound. He's like, that's how he shortened president. <laughs> Reggie for Predgy. <laughs> oh, the show messed up. Oh. <laughs> it should have been Reggie for Predgy. That's so good. <laughs> Anyway, so Reggie's hanging up his Reggie for Preggie signs. <laughs> and then, you know, he, Veronica gets in his line of sight. And then he's a real misogynist. Yeah. And then he starts, ins- she doesn't freak out until he starts insulting her dad. And he's like, oh, what? You think your dad's not going to be the first person in that fancy prison he's building? Yeah, what are the odds on that? And then Veronica punches him in the face. Which, I mean, valid. Yeah. yeah. Don't insult people's dads. Yeah. I, I mean, even though it's very true. I mean, he's not going to be in his own prison. That's he's going to go to Rich Cry prison. That's, that's true. He, he would not go to his own prison. His maximum security prison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. We, we do learn it's a maximum security prison. Is it actually a maximum security prison, or did we just make that up no, because no. I lived by a maximum security prison? No, no. That's what um, Hermione says. She okay. says um, a maximum security prison. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, um. So... <laughs> Meanwhile, it's nighttime now, and Cheryl's yeah. creepy house is creeping her out. Yeah, someone apparently, like, you see the door shaking, and I'm like, and she puts a chair in front of it, and I'm like, oh, she's having a nightmare. Nope. Nope, that's happening. That happened. <laughs> you can't keep doing weird dream sequences with Cheryl, because I keep on thinking everything that weird happens there is a dream sequence. And most of it isn't. Most of it isn't. Most of it actually happens to her. Any- anyway, so her, uh, she's having breakfast with, with her mom and her dad uncle. <laughs> yes, Romulus is there. <laughs> and Grandma Rose. <laughs> and Cheryl stares suspiciously as her mom forces Grandma Rose to drink the, her special tea. Oh, no, wait. Her dad uncle gives Grandma Rose the special tea. I'm, 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 with the, with the fact that, like, he, because his name is Claudius. Yeah. Which is a ridiculous name to have in 2018. Yeah, no human has that name. No, not in 2018. And so, and like, and her mom's name is Penelope. Yes. So it's like they both have Greek sounding names, but the dad was Clifford, and she's Cheryl, which yeah. makes me think that those two are more related than. <laughs> which I mean, it's an incest family. Maybe that's true. It's true. And then Rose, like, like I, I, this feels like this got to show that they would theme the names. I want you to think about this. <laughs> yeah. Rose Blossom is her name. Yeah, I know. Rose Blossom. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yep. they could have been clever. They could have all been co- named after flowers, <laughs> like they did in uh, Hunger Games. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, people from each um, uh, sector are named after stuff from that sector. Stuff from that sector, which is a funny way to name your children. <laughs> It'd be like here in Calgary, you name all your children cow and oil. Oh, this this ah, uh, this is my son, crude. <laughs> I'm glad, glad you have feelings about the names, Kevin. Yeah, it's things I think about. Uh, <laughs> anyway, she's worried about everything, really. Yeah. Yeah. Because, as far as she knows, they are trying to kill her. Yeah, she heard that. Yeah. She's also really cool about it, though. Yeah. She's like, maybe they're not. I'm surprised that she's not plotting. This is usually when Cheryl starts plotting. Yeah, I mean, once again, she threatened to kill her mother in the pilot of this season. Where is the chaos, Cheryl? Uh... Yeah. So then so, Veronica uh, talks to her parents. Essentially, she's like, hey, you guys need to back off and maybe do something nice for Ethel Mugg's dad. And then they're like, hey, Veronica, you need to back off. Stop putting us in the public eye. <laughs> yeah, everybody in the Lodge family is upset at everybody else. Veronica, because she doesn't understand the mafia, 
and the and the other and the uh, lo- the parent lodges because they don't understand how to actually do any of this stuff. Yeah, they're very bad at mafia. They're very they're very bad at everything they're doing. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Ver- Veronica decides to rebel, and what's the best way to rebel, Aaron? Running for student body president. Yes. <laughs> she does the opposite of backing off. She yeah. leans in. Uh, and she's like, I'm going to run. Jughead isn't happy. Everyone else is supportive. And she says, Betty, for being the Thelma to my Louise. And I'm like, that's not a great comparison. No, them dead. Them, they they died and also crime. crime. I mean, yes, they were the heroes of their story. And it's a lot about, you know, the uh, unfair treatment of women in the world. But maybe you want to <laughs> limit the crime references. Yeah. For being the Bonnie to my Clyde. As you are the child of criminals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch that out. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we have a really weird scene here. We have an interlude. <laughs> We're a, a dance interlude. Tony just sexy dances in her cheer outfit in front of all the cheerleaders. It's been a bit of a while since we had a um a sexy dance interlude because they used to happen every few episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like they forgot there were cheerleaders. But the best part of this is that Tony dances and then Cheryl comes out and goes, no one can do anything better. Practice is over. <laughs> Which makes me think that everyone just went there <laughs> and, we're, and went there to practice and, she's, and one person danced and then she went, Good. We're done. Then she demands that her blossom inner circle or her cheer inner circle come forward. Which which is a way of saying all the people with names and lines. Get up here. We're having a sleepover. And all the extras leave. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when she had friends? I mean, she had Tina. Um, yeah, but now they're extras. Now they're extras. Yeah. yeah. Now, slowly every woman in this show also is becoming a cheerleader because Josie's there. Yep. Yeah. And Tony's a cheerleader. When did well, that happen? She's dating Cheryl. Oh, yeah. She, she didn't even have to try out. She was just like, <laughs> by the way, my girlfriend's now going to be a cheerleader. She's the head cheerleader with me. There's two head cheerleaders. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if there's one thing Cheryl knows, it's nepotism. It's true. Mm. And Tony's very good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, yeah. Anyway, Cheryl's having a mandatory sleepover. Yeah. Mandatory fun is the best fun. <laughs> um. So Luke Perry has a meeting with Hermione where he tries to quit. Yes. And Hermione's like, I mean, I guess I'll talk to my husband, but no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that means a contract. Yeah. So then, meanwhile, Hiram is getting a bunch of info, mostly from Archie, mostly about how Jughead's a real angry young man. <laughs> yeah, Archie gossips with Hiram about his friends. And Hiram's <laughs> like, well, I think we can fuel this anger, I we'll, guess. We'll have to accelerate our timetable because everyone learned about our plan. And I'm like, I don't uh, So what, do, what they're going to do is, I guess, instead of demolishing... The high, high school later, they're, they're going to do it now. it now. And then Jughead has a very weird comment. Oh, yeah. So Archie has to deliver the demolition plans to Jughead. No, no he's just letting him know. That's how. I, I know. I know. I, I don't think they're delivering. I think he just he saw the demolition plans. No, Hiram told him to give the demolition plans to Jughead. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Right. I think Archie, I presume he's to be, to be like, hey, Jughead, look at what I saw. Anyway. Yeah. I don't understand 98% of what Hiram does. <laughs> So <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, Jug- Jughead has this really weird line where he's like, they're supposed to give us six weeks notice. And I'm like, for what? <laughs> Who's them? To Who's cl- you guys? To clear out your stuff? No. I mean, I feel like when he bought and closed the school, that was the notice. Yeah. Like he could do any, like what? You don't have to do that. You don't have to give six weeks notice to the people in the area. 
Unless if you're talking about, like, they had to give the city, city. six weeks notice. In which case, Jughead, how do you know that? And how do you know when they gave notice? Maybe they gave notice six weeks ago, Jughead. There's no mayor. <laughs> There's no mayor. No one could know. It's the Wild West right now. Because only one person works in City Hall in Riverdale. <laughs> That's Sheriff Keller right now. <laughs> oh... <laughs> So Jughead just starts to lose his mind about how t- tearing down the school is going to destroy the South Side. And Archie's like, buddy, you went to South Side High for like four days, which he's, is a valid point. And he's like, but I grew up in South Side. I'm like, yeah, and it's still going to be there. Yeah. And here's where I came up with what Hiram needs to do. And it's the easiest thing to do. They even sort of talk about it earlier. Mm-hmm. Build a new school in South Side. But the thing is... There, there is no need for a new school. The school was underserved. Like, yeah, yeah, I, that's yeah, I know. And they're talking about how they're going to fund like money from the prison is going to build a new wing onto Riverdale, uh, Riverdale High. High. But like, I just okay when you don't have enough kids to fill your schools, which they clearly didn't because they only sent eight kids from Southside <laughs> High to Riverdale High. <laughs> the other ones, just, no. See, here's the thing: the other ones just got along fine. They're just like, you know, this is cool. Yeah, I'm just going to go. The other ones have just disappeared? Yeah, no, no. They're going to, They're just going to Riverdale High now. It's just these uh, these eight that we keep seeing who are like, but, Like, there are no problems. Riverdale High is not overcrowded. Nope. They're not having to, like, you know, it's not like the Southside kids can't get into the advanced classes that they need. It's just like, bigotry. There was no need for Southside High. Yeah. It was just they, it was just segregation. It was just yeah. classes segregation. Yeah, and now... This, it's not. Yes, it has been desegregated. It's yeah. a good thing. Literally, the law just desegregated class-wise. Yeah. <laughs> Riverdale. Riverdale. And even... And everyone's upset about it, which is insane. I just... Like, no one's... No one's no one's being ex- negatively impacted by these kids being at a new school. Yeah, except for the people who are like, I don't want to be with poor people. And the poor people who are like, I want to be with rich people. But they've kind of gotten over that. Which, uh, which they're refusing to do. It's just so infuriating to me. Like, uh, And the reason why I say build a new school, because that sounds like something that like Hiram would do. He would he'd, just he'd, build a school. He'd, he'd be like, look, I understand you're all upset, but here's what I'm going to do. We're going to build a new school. I will say, one of the things that are ver- that's very dumb yeah. is they're like, well, we're doing this so we can bring jobs, we can bring industry, we can bring income to Riverdale. And I'm like, but I mean, you did shut down a school, which I presume meant the people lost jobs. Yeah. All all the school teachers are going to be a uh, prison. Although uh teachers are unionized yeah. in Canada. Yeah. So if they're unionized in the states, then they would find other positions for them presumably or they would the, there get There's a teacher strike. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so obviously they find new positions for them. See, this is the problem. This is all so dumb. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, like I like I don't think this is as big of a problem as the show wants us to think it is. There's so, a lot of moral grandstanding in this episode. Yeah, as well. you're right. Like if he would just build a new school, which is the thing that Hyrule would do, anything the show would do, yeah. it would fix all the problems. Yeah, but instead he wants to, I guess, just be angry. Yeah. He's getting worse and worse, like, in every single episode. Just be, until he's just going to be a frothing maniac being like... <laughs> he's going to be actually the the Hiram from the comics where he's just like, Why are all these poor people in my house? <laughs> Archie Andrews and your jalopy, get off my plate. His hair will suddenly turn gray. <laughs> He'll turn white. <laughs> He'll just become an old white man. <laughs> get off my lawn. It's all a prequel. Oh, guys. Okay. Right. So, um... 
Cheryl, okay. Cheryl has this real weird, this is the party of the episode. Yeah. Cheryl has this weird, creepy sleepover where she makes all her friends wear robes and brush each other's hair the, in the, a train. The first shot we get, we get is this lineup of women just sitting on the floor, brushing each other's hair silently. And it's yep. real creepy, and I can't imagine that came about organically. Cheryl definitely demanded that happen. And it told them the order that they have to go in. Because she gets to comb Tony's hair. And no one's going to be combing Josie's hair. No. Not with all those curls. No. No. That would destroy Josie's hair. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So Josie's at the back. <laughs> so once they're done with their hair combing train, <laughs> it's time for a... Cheryl to monologue. <laughs> he has a speech. <laughs> Where she talks about how her dad uncle is as mad as the sea. <laughs> yeah, she wrote this down somewhere. And she is a, f- a f- I mean, I wish I had written down more of her insane. Well, she's like, there's a stranger in my house. And he, because remember, her saying he is a stranger in my house makes Betty go, if she's crazy, then I'm crazy too. Because I have my own similar problem. <laughs> but this is not sharing time, Betty. Yeah, Betty, <laughs> Betty takes the moment to, <laughs> to make it about her. But Cheryl just wants these girls in her house to keep her safe from her murderous dad uncle. Also, she wanted to have a sleepover with Tony, but there was no way that her mom would let her have a sleepover with just Tony. So no. this is an elaborate plot. <laughs> hey, mom, is that how we sleep over with my girlfriend? Can I have an orgy? <laughs> <laughs> and Penelope lost him. was like, hmm, yes. <laughs> yeah, her mom being like, I don't want you to have one girl over because you might kiss her. But four girls. You can kiss all the girls. Archie's <laughs> uh, just like, why would you kiss more than one person at once? <laughs> that is not how you make love. <laughs> uh, I don't think Penelope Blossom has ever made love. Well, I mean, well, I mean she's a prostitute. And she's also a vampire I, I who also, has no heart and cannot love. I also believe that her prostitution is probably the most boring prostitution ever. It's just her, like... <laughs> it just, it's just starfishing and missionary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then when it's done, she sits up and she files her nails and waits for you to leave because you're at her house. Because <laughs> you're at her house. <laughs> um, however, uh. the party comes to a dramatic, tragic end when Nana Rose 100% gets pushed down the stairs. Oh, yeah. It takes uh, Cheryl a while to yeah, suspect. She's, <laughs> Cheryl's very slow on the uptake. But, like, she very, of course she got pushed down the stairs. Yeah, obviously. It's very obvious. Obvious. Very obvious. Uh, and then we get an arrival of a character. <gasps> Molly Ringwald Andrews, here to lawyer up and save the day. She arrives in, like, a blossom of light. <laughs> like, Archie opens the door and she, like, steps in from heaven. <laughs> I am here to help, for I am a lawyer. I feel like you could have needed my help many times. Maybe you should have called me, like, a long time ago, Fred, you dummy. But I'm here because my hot husband is in trouble. Ex-husband. They Whoops, got divorced? I mean, oops. Oh, did I forget did to I forget that? file those? <laughs> mm, did the divorce papers not go through? Spo- Maybe. Spoiler alert. She's still into him. She loves Luke Perry Andrews. Hundo P. And he, now that he's not dazzled by Hermione... Maybe loves her again. I don't too. know. I think he just loves Riverdale. He does love Riverdale. He does not. He, I, I think he, <laughs> he think has he, no capacity to love a woman. Not, uh, not only until a his, town. Not until his city is safe.
Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Oh, Kevin. Well, we are recording early today. Yes. And though I could have gone with a morning cider, just like when we were in London, we're not on vacation. I can't have a morning cider. <laughs> no. No, that'd be crazy. So I ordered from Starbucks a uh, crystal ball frappuccino. <laughs> Ooh. It's a part of their uh, their line of mythical creature frappuccinos. A crystal ball. Yeah, because it's a creature. Well, I'm I'm going to assume that's because they their first thing that they were like was probably an offensive term for term for the Romani. Probably. And then someone was like, "You can't do that." <laughs> like we, we, we can't, we can't, we can't do that. You can't, you, you can't. <laughs> so they're like, "What about a crystal ball?" Because it's fortune teller. I know crystal ball is not a creature. No, do fortune teller. Fortune teller is fine. And I don't really know what about this was crystal ball. This part did it have like particles in it. Well, it was white with like turquoise swirls through it. I guess yeah, I it's can see peach that. flavored. And then on top, they had purple drink crystals. Yeah, I guess I could see that. But when I ordered it, it said something about, like, oh, what will it be? You won't know. But the flavor, they said the flavor was peach. Let me see what it said. <laughs> so what did they have? They had mermaid. Unicorn. Unicorn. Dragon. Dragon. And now crystal ball. <laughs> crystal ball. Crystal ball frappuccino. Ridiculous. <laughs> okay. What do you say about yourself? A mystical turquoise, pe- turquoise peach infusion frappuccino, blah, blah, blah. Oh, with peach flavor whipped cream and one of three different candy gems that reveal your fortune. Ooh. Order gaze, then all will be told. And while we can't predict what your gems will reveal, we can tell you this drink is only here for a few short days. Fortune teller. It's called the fortune teller. Yeah. And also, my drink didn't reveal anything. At least that's anything. a person. <laughs> at least that's a person at least that's a person like or yeah also i don't feel like my future was revealed when i drank this drink someone definitely said like oh we'll do the gypsy one and you're like no no you don't can't. do that don't do it <laughs> you're you know who your audience is your audience is, is the people who will get offended by that your audience is strident hipsters <laughs> and they will be offended by that mm-hmm. <laughs> like crystal ball <sighs> kevin would you like some crystal ball frappuccino? No, I'm too angry now. <laughs> uh, I'm drink it. I don't drink it. Delicious. I, I don't want to know what my future is. <laughs> so in, in the fun sort of like uh, reference to the comics, uh, Veronica is pr- campaigning with a kissing booth. <laughs> kissing and cupcake booth. Yeah, you got a cupcake and a kiss. Which very, very Archie comics. Yes. <laughs> um, Ethel is enraged by this. Yeah. <laughs> Ethel... <laughs> Ethel also not being up on the time, just like, this may work on the boys, but it won't work on the girls. And I'm like, it'll work on some of the girls. Some of the girls. At least two. At the minimum two girls it will work on. Probably more. Probably more. And not all the guys either. Exactly. A minimum two guys. Actually, no, wait. No, two. Moose, Moose is by. No, Fangs. Oh, right. Fangs. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't know we about don't know. Fangs. Fangs could also be Fangs by. could also be by. We don't know. I have this thing in my writing which I call Schrodinger sexuality, which is until something is confirmed, anything is possible. It's true. Yeah. Until until you look in the box and see who's having sex with who, <laughs> anything is possible. Ew. Gross. Box sex. Gross. Uh, but yeah, so Ethel's upset. And, <laughs> and Veronica's like, don't worry, Ethel, you can tell your dad that a job is coming. Which is not true. <laughs> Veronica, what? <laughs> who did you make that deal with? Well, I mean, she told her dad about it, and her dad was like, no. 
So she's just lying now. Well, I think she thinks she'll go back to her parents and be like, I already told Mr. Muggs that he has a job. <laughs> so you need to give him a job. <laughs> because you're honorable, aren't you? So uh, Jughead has a meeting with his D&D club. Yeah, his D&D group gets together and, and he's like, and he just... I mean, here's the thing. I just wrote down rallies because he just just gives her like a, a bizarre goonie speech <laughs> about how like, like our it's par- our time now. Our parents are like are like you know Tony's parents or ancestors fought against this, and our parents fought against this. Kept and now- us outside safe during the riots. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And now, and now, now it's our time. Hang on, let's see about these riots. As far as I can tell, the riots weren't for anything. They were just people attacking things because Pop Tates was kept safe. The South Side was kept safe. So what, was who's rioting? Rich, was it the rich people? Yeah, who was rioting? <laughs> the rich people was rioting against Pop Tates in the South Side. I mean, this seems like the rich people do in this town. The thing I still don't understand is like the South Side still going to be there. Yeah. I mean, I guess once again he's up, like he's upset, and we're supposed to be upset by the fact, like, oh, there's going to be a prison there. But I don't care that much. We live by a prison. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I went to the highest ranked university in Canada. Yeah. Well, one of the highest, which was in a prison town. Yeah. No one cared. I mean, a lot of people worked at the prison. Yeah. But it was not a part of the, our daily. The, the problem is that like the. And what I said when there's a lot of moral grandstanding in this is there's a lot of people just being like, oh, prison. Not a bad – we have no idea what this prison is like. Yeah. Like, it could it could be run as a good prison. We, yeah. We just don't know. You can assume that, like, maybe because the lodges are – but we don't know if the lodges are going to run a bad prison. No, because you know what? They could be revolutionizing how maximum security pr- prisoners are treated. That's, we that, don't know. That's certainly how they're trying to frame it. Yeah. And, I yes, I know they're the mafia, but, a, but I don't know. It's just – it's Mafia just, also often runs very good business. Yeah, there's just because that's what they need to do. Because if they if they run too, they have to have their good businesses because they don't want the police to look at them. Exactly. It's well, and he's like, oh, if we don't fight this, we're all going to be slaving away in a penile colony. And I was like, that was, that, was that was Molly Ringwald. She said, oh, penile. that's right. Yeah, Molly Ringwald was like, oh, so now we're going to penile colony. I'm like, no. Do you guys the, understand how prisons work? This the show hates the concept of prisons. Like and but here's the weird thing: they're not against the concept of prisons because we see prisons a lot. We like yeah. Iron went to a prison. There, there's so much of not in my backyard in this. Yes, yes. In this stupid show that's like, look, I want these things to happen, but not, but not here. Not here. Even even the south side is like, but not not in my backyard. And like the prison, the Shankshaw prison can't be that far away because that's where <laughs> you drove there. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's where FP was in prison. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's dumb. And we're gonna, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Archie has a talk with uh his mom, his mom, and his mom essentially is like, Archie, be cool, <laughs> stop it, stop doing what you're doing, Archie. You're doing something. <laughs> I'm your mom. I know. <laughs> Don't. Uh, Betty arrives home as well, and, and she gets in real trouble. <laughs> well, oh wait, Kevin's not yet. there. Yes. Yeah. Sheik is trying to steal her best friend. Well, I, yeah, Kevin snitches on her. And so he and Sheik are having milk and cookies. Yeah. And then then, then Betty tries to get hard on Sheik. Like, like She's like, oh. You don't know my darkness and these things. I'm like, Betty, why do you not like him? Like, he's yeah. creepy. I admit, he is creepy. But 
what you should maybe do instead is do a fun montage where you teach them not to be creepy, like we talked about last week. Yeah, because like you did the the um the webcaming thing for a little bit. Yeah. But what he hasn't actually done anything to her. Yeah, like the only thing he did was the like she's upset because a, a drug dealer came to her house and then presumably he killed the drug dealer. Yeah. And, I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> I know. Well, but here's the thing, though. And then she's she's upset because he brought a drug dealer. Like, she didn't realize that he was a... You know where you got him from, Betty. Yeah. Like, yes, it sucks. And he's and there's a lot of stuff going on there. And you shouldn't kill a drug dealer. <laughs> but just shouting at your brother is not going to fix any of and, his problems. And you know what? Maybe the drug dealer was going to attack your mom. And he saved her. You don't know. You don't know. You were just upset that, once again, not in my backyard, she's uh, upset that crime is happening around her. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, he is also actively chased Polly away. Yes. Yes, he did. So there's but, that. But once again, that comes after Betty started doing... Like, I'm thinking back to when Betty started doing her whole, like, poking. Well, she didn't start poking him until after she came home from, um... The cabin in the woods. Yeah. Because before that was just... He was just, just creepy. Yeah, and he threatened Jughead. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't know that. Yes, she does. Jughead told her. No, Jughead told her he was creepy. She He never said exactly what he did. Jughead? He's just like, hey, by the way, I met Sheik. He's creepy. Oh, the show. <laughs> oh, why don't people tell each other anything? Yeah, so, so, uh, so Betty tries to get hard on the prostitute drug dealer. Great work, buddy. Or, or at least drug consumer. And then um, Veronica and Sh- Josie are stretching. Yeah. And Josie wants Veronica to be a celebrity endorsement for her. It reminds me of an exact scene from um, Star Trek when uh, <laughs> Loxana Troy oh, yeah. and... Yeah, and they're stretching that mirror room. Yes. <laughs> in, like, the weirdest episode ever. That was 100% directed by some dude who was like, yeah, get them in a this mirror. This is what women do. Get them in a mirror room in singlets where they can just stretch and look at their butts. <laughs> this one does not have as much, like, gaze on it. but Yeah, less butts, but more Josie is like, I mean, I hate you, but okay. <laughs> yeah, well, because Veronica's like, we Andy Cohen is a, uh, is a friend of the family, also part of the mafia. You can meet him. And Josie's like, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Molly Ringwald Andrews does some real lawyering. Yep, and the lodges. But that gets interrupted because the dumb, stupid baby serpents are chaining themselves to Southside High. And Hiram needs to call in help, so he calls his boy companion, Archie. <laughs> Archie Andrews, to ride over. The Robin to his Batman. <laughs> the dumb Robin to his stupid Batman. So Archie rides over, and Jughead's like, I mean, we're doing this. And Archie's like, but guys, they're going to bulldoze the school with you in front of it. They're not going to do that, Archie. No, they're not going to do that, Archie. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to happen. No, no. No. But yeah, so the serpents are now chained to the school, and Archie has conflicts. Stupid baby serpents. And then we cut back to the the Cooper house, and Betty, <laughs> Betty's made a, Betty has made a strong acting choice here. And she has snuck up to Sheik's bed in the night, <laughs> and is lighting a Zippo lighter in front of his face. Once he finally awakens, 
terrified and crying. Because, because someone appeared in his bed holding a lighter in front of his face. She tells him that what she does is catch bad men. And she's going she to ca- catch him? She caught Clifford Blossom. She caught the Sugar Man. She caught the Black Hood. I mean, the Black Hood caught you, Betty. Yeah. But all right. But all right, sure. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, <sighs> and poor baby Sheik is just... <laughs> Yeah. Just terrified in this scene. Yeah, this is not a good, this is not a good thing, Betty. No. Anyway. He's real tearful. Yep. Uh, Uh, Smash cut to the morning where Betty's comforting Jughead. At the protest. (laughs) Which means she backed up her zippo lighter, went back to bed, then went out to go see her boyfriend. Well, because he didn't tell her the night before. Yeah. Because she's like, why didn't you tell me that you dummies were chained to this school? (laughs) I would have brought you blankets. And he's like, no. And then she's like, well, I have to go to school. There's like a... Uh, sort of a, a rally type performance going on. So I'm gonna go to the rally, but I'll come back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the rally is for Veronica for her running for student body president. Yes, and she's really framing it around like uh, girl power, girl power, which makes sense because you're against Reggie Mantle, Reggie for Preggie, Reggie for Preggie. However, um. Ethel. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Ethel comes in handing out, just slowly handing out <laughs> flyers. flyers with rumors on them, really. Yeah, rumors. Yeah, the, the one that we focus on is the ring of the top is uh, uh, Veronica knew about Southside High being turned into a prison. And every because it's written on a piece of paper, <laughs> everyone like, believes it. Including Veronica, who's like, <laughs> now they all know it's true. <laughs> Like, where did you get this information? That's an unsubstantiated line, which I'm sure everyone already, like, suspected. Yeah, because her parents are doing it. Yeah, I bet they're like, you know what? I bet she knew. I bet she knew. <laughs> I like the idea. This is the reason why Veronica's such a bad mafia person. Because you're like, hey, Veronica, I bet you knew you knew that your parents were going to turn Southside High into, uh, into a prison. Oh, how'd you know that? Because you just told me. Bam! <laughs> like, that's the, which is essentially plan. the trick that Sheik plays later this episode, too. <laughs> And then, um, <laughs> and so and then we learn it's Josie who, yeah, <laughs> Josie told, yeah, great, but yeah. still, it's just rumors written on a piece of paper. And Archie tries to grab all the flyers <laughs> back, you know, back because Archie also <laughs> substantiates <Whoa>. them. <laughs> no one know, no one here knows how to lie. No, oh god, or you would just play it cool and just not say anything. I refuse to. Everyone's a real Jimmy Cooper. <laughs> There's no, yeah, there's no cool in this episode. There's no cool. So Veronica's upset in the bathroom. Betty's upset because Veronica lied to her. <laughs> Even though, once again. There's I mean, no like, proof. There's no proof. Though, I guess Veronica d- actually is best friends with Betty. Doesn't want to lie to her. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Like, that's, the, the fact that Veronica doesn't want to lie to Betty is fine. The fact that she doesn't want to lie to the school at whole, I'm shocked by. Yeah, I know. I'm like, Veronica, <laughs> just tell them that you didn't know. Because it sounds to me like what how this should have been is she should have been like, no, I didn't know that she told Betty. Then Betty told everyone for all can be like, oh, Betty betrayed me. Exactly. Which then, would have been an interesting thing. Then interpersonal drama. As opposed to this, where Betty's like, I can't run with you because you lied to me. <laughs> you knew it was going to be a prison and not in my backyard. Prison should only exist in different states. <laughs> I don't want to know he- people are in jail. I just want to send them there. Not here. In Maine? <laughs> I mean, there's Shankshaw and also whichever one that uh, 
uh, Hiram went to. Oh, yeah. Well, I assume Hiram went to New York prison. Yeah. Yeah. This might be in New York. Oh, God. Like the state, not the... Yeah, I know. <laughs> not the city? Not the city. This is it, not in New York City? We can't, We keep saying Maine just for some reason. <laughs> like, Maine? It sounds good. Maine. Maine. Riverdale, Maine. Have they eaten any lobsters yet? Oh, if only. Then we'd know. <laughs> okay, so Veronica talks to her mom, and her mom's like, I told you not to run for class president, dummy. And Veronica gives this heartfelt thing about being like... I just don't want to be known as the daughter of criminals. I wanted to shield against the things. I'm like, Veronica. Veronica Lodge. You joined the mafia. Yeah, you are a criminal. You asked to do this. So here's the thing. If if you were, were like, like, you know, I didn't want... The heartfelt is what bothers me. It's like, it feels like the show is like, oh, yeah, she's just a daughter of criminals. It's not her fault. Like, no, she specifically. She forced them to let her join. Yeah. They, she's like, I want you to tell me everything. And they told her everything. So let's just assume they told her everything, which means she knows she's in the mafia. Yeah. So I don't feel bad for you, Veronica no, she Lodge. she made her own. I mean, granted, teenagers shouldn't be making these kind of choices, but she yes. made her own choice. Yeah. You're in the mafia. You in the mafia, you're not girl. An inno- you're not an innocent person here. You're in the mafia. <sighs> in another dumb scene, well, it's actually a pretty good scene. Alice Cooper's like, Betty, don't do a lighter to your brother. <laughs> yeah, she snitches on Betty. He's had a very hard life. <laughs> don't do that. And then she gets like a burn the, the wig, wig. The wig, which Betty's had forever. And she's like, what are you? And Betty... At no point did it cross your mind that you should be like, for a Halloween costume, Mom. <laughs> or, I needed it for a scene in drama class. Yeah, Betty's real bad. Also, her being, also her being shocked at her mom looking through her room. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Please. Remember her when she found- Her mom has already read her diary. Remember when she found the gun? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Betty, you know she looks through your room. I'm Which means her mom has found the wig before <laughs> and thought nothing of it in the past. But now she does. But now because she gave it to her. And then she, and she's like, she wears it when she's having sex with Chuck and <laughs> <laughs> Betty comes out. <laughs> And this is time Which might be works. the dumbest line in Riverdale. <laughs> Ever. And then Betty's like, how did you know, <laughs> did you that? know that? And he says, I was guessing. <laughs> Which oh. has to be true, right? He didn't just yeah. like creep on them out at... <laughs> out oh my the, god, he cabin. was behind the the painting. <laughs> oh. yeah, no, he was talking to his best friend, Andre. <laughs> Andre, who could, who went, he went to Bijou Theater. Was like, hey, you seem like a cool dude. You want to get a beer? You want to be best friends? You seem like you're older than sixteen. And mostly, I hang out with sixteen year olds. So. Poor Andre. All he wants is a friend. All he wants is a best friend. It's true. That's one best friend. So all of Jughead Jones' friends <laughs> left him. Yeah, <laughs> they got cold and went inside. Yeah, like, oh, they're just warming up. They'll be back. And they do come back. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about the most shocking thing about that. The, not only do they come back, they come back in force. Like, there's yeah. more of them. Like, this, I thought this scene was going to be like, oh, Jughead, last man standing. No, they literally went to go get warm. And now they're... And, now they and come then they come back. back. Which is a lame way to do a protest, let's be clear. <laughs> yes, but it's like very, very bad protesting. But it's like 2 a.m., so they're like, I bet we could probably just leave and come back. No one will notice. <laughs> no, no one cares. <laughs> Uh, so FP gives um, Jughead some burgers. He eats 12 hamburgers. Well, because he was still on his hunger strike, which, I guess. Which, I kind of forgot about it. And also, you know, 
apparently this is another reinforcement of something that should have been reinforced before the jughead will just consume food yeah 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 but he's with his dad yeah and they bond and his dad reveals that you know right on schedule Hiram Lodge called him and was like hey you know I'm building low-income housing but there's also gonna be some penthouses on top of the low-income housing I, I don't think like Penthouse, penthouse. I think it's just, like, there are also better houses. Yeah. And he offers one of the better houses to FP. And FP's like, see, we can live in the south side with your mom and your sister. So let's take a look at the Lodge's plan. Their plan is to build a prison and low-income housing. And everyone's And they're the villains. (laughs) Them's the bad guys. Like, unless if there's another twist... I know. Yeah, they're know. building they're building a prison in low income housing, which does not make them like And like you had a serial killer at the beginning of this episode. And <laughs> or, actual, sorry, season. Actual housing. So all these people who live in trailers can live in houses that yeah. won't blow away. And they don't even say like oh like, like oh no, they're gonna build a gated residence. No, they're building low income housing. Yeah. They're building housing for people with low income, which is you, Jughead. Exactly. They're building housing for For you. Lodge is building a house for you. Like, even if he wasn't giving you one, these houses are for you. And then he's like, well, what kind of future will Jellybean have? She'll, she can either move away or work in the prison. And I'm like, or she could go to the good high school that you go to yeah. and get into college yeah. and have a life. Or do any of the other things. Like, <laughs> there's still other things. Where, the only thing that they took away is the high school. I Guess the um the movie theater. We still don't know what they're doing with that. Yeah, because I don't thing. think it's next to the high school. Yeah, well, is that part of the um low income housing? Oh, probably. Okay. Yeah. Um. So no, the only thing she lost was a high school. Yeah. Was she going to work at the high school? And she's getting a better high school. And there are other jobs in the. T- there's still the same amount of jobs in the town, even. But there's yeah now there's more jobs. <sighs> it's it's infuriating. So then Archie lectures at his parents about how no one in this town has any vision. How can this episode have so many differing viewpoints and I hate them all? How can I look at both sides of an issue and be like, I hate everybody? Where's where's the us in this town? Being like, <laughs> hey everyone. Well, I like to there's there's this there's a joke where it's like you look at a show and then you zoom out and realize everything in the show is nonsensical. <laughs> I like the idea that there's a bunch of other people just being like no, no, this, this seems, seems re- fine. This seems fine. Like, you guys are actually in the minority here, yeah. but just focusing on you. Because <laughs> a TV series is more interesting. <laughs> it's just like Moose and Midge, like, sitting at home being like, eh, that seems okay. Yeah, that seems fine. Hey, well, let's watch a TV show. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Molly Ringwald Andrews yells at Archie about how hard his dad worked. Yeah, and how much his dad loves Riverdale. His dad does live, love Riverdale. His dad loves Riverdale. And Archie should have known this. Then Alice Cooper has like tries to have a really sweet bonding moment with her daughter where she's like, you need to be safe if you're going to have sex. She's like, yeah, I know. Of course I, of course I have protection. I have a wig. <laughs> I'm very smart, mom. I'm very smart. <laughs> I'm very smart, mother. And it is confirmed to us that Alice real hooked up with FP. absolutely he is not Sheik's father. So he's Sheik's father. He's he's Sheik's father. Yes, he is. hundred percent he is. Yep. We both have a weakness for the joy of Jones boys. Gross. But I guess she had Sheik when she was Betty's age. Yeah. So how old is Sheik? 25. All right. I think they said he was 25 at one point. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) The problem is that I'm pretty sure the actor's the same age as Lily Reinhold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, oh, yeah. hard dent. <laughs> I don't 
I think it's Hart Denton. I'm sure his name's not Hart Dent because that sounds like a Batman villain. <laughs> that also sounds like like a, a problem with like some sort of medical problem. Like, you have a heart dent. <laughs> what does that mean? There's a dent in your heart. So meanwhile, at the hospital, Cheryl, because doctors like to give uh, confidential medical information to teenagers. I guess she's family. Cheryl finds out that Nana Rose had a uh, paralytic agent in her. A tennis root. Yes. Yes. And then apparently her mom was like, oh, yeah, she's kind of crazy. She has sundown syndrome and just likes to eat tennis root. Yeah, sometimes you just choose on tennis root. That seems um, like a lie. And I'm like, you know what? She'll be fine. This hospital's magic. Exactly. She'll come out of it able to walk. <laughs> She'll come out of it as a youthful, spry 45-year-old. Exactly. Just dancing around the street. Uh, but before Cheryl can get anything else, uh, Mama Blossom shows up. And just, like, snatches Cheryl away. Just snatches her. Yeah. Uh, we get a, co- a confrontation between Betty and Sheik. And Sheik is like, Betty, you're terrifying. She terrifying. It's true. He's to be correct. Fair, to be fair, once, once again, going along with my line that Sheik might just be a good guy who's just really bad at everything. He's like, Betty, you're terrifying. You scare me. I'm like, you're doing this in the creepiest way. <laughs> We know she actually does scare you. Yeah, like, you don't have to... Why, you sound like you're lying, but I think... <laughs> I think she actually does terrify him. Because she woke him up in the middle of the night with a lighter. Yep. I, she, I honestly thought she was going to light his bed on fire. I was just going to be like, I'll show you how scary I am with a lighter. And then just, like, <laughs> drop it on his bed. And then walk out. She's not Cheryl, Kevin. <laughs> uh, she does have a bit of that chaotic neutral in her, though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, no she's, she's definitely chaotic good. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's balancing the line. It's changing. Yeah. Um, and but so... No, yeah, he, he's like, she's like... She threatens to turn him into the police. Yes. And then he's like, oh, you can do that, but what are they going to find out? Just you. I didn't dump the body. And also, even if he did dump the body, Betty, you still also dumped the body, which means you covered up the crime, which yeah. means you're complicit in the crime now. Betty, Betty, you're complicit. So who's going to tell on who? <laughs> And even if you can't convince him that it was Sheik who did it because of, you know, that stuff. I don't think we're going to reveal here that um, uh, her mom actually did it. Yeah, and I still think her mom actually yeah. did it. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. good. I, I think I think he's not going to say it because he still wants to protect Alice. Yes. So he's not going to say that she did it. But it's going to come out eventually, I think. Yes, absolutely. Um, Cheryl's very scared in her car. For yeah. very good reason, because uh, Mama Blossom is taking her to an insane asylum. Yeah, she's like, don't worry, we'll take care of you. I'm like, oh, they're going to a 1950s insane asylum, because that's the only thing this family can do. <laughs> yeah. It feels like the Blossoms are in a different TV sh- show, TV show than, than everyone, everyone else. Because we cut right from this, I'm gonna, not right from this, but eventually we get to like where Archie's around, and that feels more like an OC-style drama. Yeah. But whenever we go to the Blossoms, they're, they're like... In a creepy gothic like the, house. Yes. Like, so so I'm like, they're going to go do an insane asylum, but it's definitely not going to be like an insane, like a mental hospital. No. It's going to be a 1950s insane asylum. And a uh, spoiler alert. It is. is. <laughs> um. So Hiram calls up Arch, or no, Hiram doesn't call up Archie. He brings Archie to his house and he's like, Archie. This has gone on long enough. We need to stop that protest. We must become physical. And Archie's like, I think it'll look really bad if some grown-ups <laughs> carry off teenagers. He's and, like, well, if the sheriff does it, yes. But instead, I have a boy companion. And you, Archie, you will be a stalwart figure leading the wrestling team to glory. And Archie's like, 
<laughs> oh, yeah, because the wrestling team, because the football team. It's always a sports team, because yeah. remember the football team when yeah. he was the red uh But football season is done, so. Now he has this wrestling team. He's so good at convincing people to be in a mob. He's really good at mob <laughs> He's a very tactics. charismatic young man. Because he's in the mafia, then. <laughs> <laughs> and Archie's like, I don't really want to carry my best friend off into the night. And Hiram's like, remember how we're blood brothers? I'm your best friend now. Well, fine, I'll do it. But you have to do something for me. I was like, <gasps> I taught him too well. Oh no! He's actually better than me. <laughs> so Archie will do it only if his dad is free. Yeah, which I'm like, oh, good for you, Archie. Yeah, great work. Good job being smarter. <laughs> uh, Betty and oh no, no, this isn't there yet. Uh, oh, no, so this, this goes right to that scene. Doesn't yeah, so it? he carries them off. Yeah, he yeah he goes there and he does his whole like. It's very intense between yeah, him and Jughead. He has his uh. And I was like, well, there's no fight here. They just cut the bolt and push them away slightly. <laughs> and they're like, I guess it's done. Step vaguely behind them. I guess that's it now. That was a big we're, moment. We're done. We only had one chain. And people are uh, filming it on their phones. Yeah. And, and there's protesters like. Yeah, who want to save the Southside High. Who aren't chained to school. Is still a shut down high school that no one goes and to. And still real bad. It was a very bad so, school. So is Jughead hoping that they'll reopen it? Is that the idea? Yeah, he wants to go back to it. <laughs> real bad school. Very bad school. One of your teachers was a drug dealer. Now, to be fair, one of Riverdale teachers was, sexual a, was a sexual predator. And the principal does sell meth. <laughs> but those are fancy crimes. But those are fancy. Yeah, meth. The fanciest of crimes. I mean, the way he does it. Uh, I don't know what Jughead wants. And it's dumb. It was a bad school. And the new school is not overcrowded. No, everything seems fine. Everything's fine. It's better this way. Like, if, like here's the weird thing. If these people weren't complaining, everything would be fine. Uh, this this is such a character-driven show because the, the only people who are making problems are the characters. Exactly. <laughs> if everyone was just chill. There's no external agents of chaos. <laughs> Even Cheryl's calmed down. Well, no. so um, then we have a little scene between Jughead and Betty where Jughead's like, we lost Southside, but we can't lose Riverdale. I'm going to be running to be class president. Which and I'm confused, like, what? <laughs> me, I'm like, Jughead, no, Betty should run. Betty's Betty... going to run with him to be his co-president, <laughs> no, which is not a thing. No, Jughead, you turn around and go, Betty, you should run for cl- for class president. Because people will vote for her. Because people like Betty. I don't know why. Jughead. This is like the most idiotic thing Jughead has ever said when he's like, I don't want to lose it. I'll run. And Betty's just sitting right behind him like, okay, I guess, yeah, you can do that. (laughs) And you'll be my co-president. Like, not how that works, Jughead. I mean, I'll be your vice president, but that's a different thing. Sweetie, you're hungry. (laughs) But then she says, I'll do it. But only if I can live in your house, because I can't live in my house. Even though I thought, okay, no, she doesn't want to live with Sheik. Yeah, her she's fine. Her with mom her didn't mom. throw her out, but yeah, I guess now Sheik's hat. Now it's a Sheik and Alice. Why didn't we get a scene of Sheik cutting Betty out of the photo? I don't know. I don't think he realizes she's gone yet. <laughs> hey, where's Betty? She's been around for a while. <laughs> uh, <sighs> then we go to the uh, Andrew's house, and we learn that yeah, Hi- uh, Hiram called up, and. Luke Perry Andrews is released. And he's like, ah, look at look how good your lawyer mom is. And Archie, is bless like, him, is like, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. pretty good. And I'm like, <laughs> this is actually a good moment because Archie sacrifices friendship with Jughead to try to, like, protect his dad. And then. <laughs> 
So his mom is like, I'm staying because I have to help your dad. The contract was the last thing in our way. And we were like, what? what? And he's like, I'm running for mayor. And me and him were like, yeah, we, we know. know. Apparently no one else did. <laughs> yeah, we figured that out at the end of last episode. Yeah, we thought that was clear. <laughs> but I guess only to us, then not Archie, to the characters. And then this is what I mean. Like, then Archie's like, yay, I protected my dad from something. I'm so scared of the lodges, but they're also, but I also, I but trust them. But they're also great. <laughs> he's just like Veronica. He's just like Veronica. Uh, but then he's like, I saved my dad. Oh no, he's going to run for mayor against the lodges. The lodges! No! Uh, and then we see Cheryl's insane asylum, which yeah. is an insane asylum. Yeah. Tony goes to the house, is like, hey, where's Cheryl? And mom's like, oh, send her to a boarding school in Switzerland. Lots of girls there. Never come here again. Bye. Uh, then cut to the 1950s. Where Cheryl is dressed as the 1950s with pigtails. With, they gave her pigtails. And they're going to put her through conversion therapy. Yes, it's 100% going to be conversion therapy. So that's upsetting. Like, they say conversion in it. The conversion begins tomorrow. The conversion begins tomorrow. They're going to get those demons out of her. Yeah, which, which all I can imagine is that... Cause Penelope didn't send her there for conversion therapy. She she was just like, we gotta get her out of the house. And I also don't like how she's gay. I can kill two two birds with one stone. <laughs> get her inheritance and also make her straight. Look, I was gonna send her through conversion therapy for so long, but I just, I just didn't have the time. It seemed like a hassle. But now it just two problems I can at just once. Bundle them together, and then when this is all said and done, I can get grandkids. <laughs> um, also, I am certain. I am certain that um, uh, this is the sisters of Quiet Mercy, which means, like, Betty, Betty, you really should have blown the whistle on this place. It's a bad place. Yeah, it sounds like you knew all this stuff was going on. But you only cared about yourself. Yeah, she wanted to find... Chic. Chic. So, <laughs> Betty! Every problem is now because of Betty. Every character on this show is so selfish. <laughs> Even the non-selfish ones. <sighs> so, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Oh, did I find a moment where logic was taken and locked away in a 1950s insane asylum, only to be replaced by Penelope Blossom, <laughs> a.k.a. drama. Yeah. Uh, that was a bad metaphor. Yes, I did. And that moment was Tony's dance. <laughs> Sometimes I have illogical moments that actually do progress the plot forward, and I just think, well, I could have done that better. <laughs> this one is just like, it oh, just literally, time for a dance break. Time for a dance break. Time for a sexy teen dance break. Now we need to justify Tony being on the, what are they called? The Vixens. Also, the <laughs> When she first started dancing, I'm like, oh, this is rather sexual for them. Wait, no, no, that no, makes sense. that's what they do. Actually, I 100% remember when you saw the other sexy dance breaks. At least there's actually dancing, and it's not just uh, Veronica walking down a group of dancers. Well, I mean, there's also the problem where their dancing isn't really cheerleading. It's just dancing. Yeah, it's, it's just like, dancing. Who, it's so you think you can dance instead of bring it on. Yeah, it's a dance squad. It's a dance. It's, a da it's just a dance squad. Just a dance squad. Also, once again, that was like, all right, good, <laughs> good practice. <laughs> I like her sign. No one will do better than that. Practice is over. Aaron, can you imagine, like, if you were going to, I don't know, learn how to cook, and you go to, you know, your class, and then one person whips up a really, really good, like, 
flambe or something. And then she just goes, man, no one's going to be better than you. Everyone leave. Yeah, then you would ask for your money back. You're like, what? That's not what practice is. But these girls did not pay to be a part of this, so they have no leg to stand on. <laughs> like, we have done no training at all. Every, she just watches one person dance and be like, they're the best. Everyone leave. <laughs> Kevin, did you find a CW moment? Um, my, my CW moment is sort of in editing or choice of scenes. And the fact that Betty threatening Sheik with the lighter is not... Like, so she needs to threaten Sheik, clearly. Right. But all I can think of her threatening Sheik with the lighter, because she had the scene earlier where she was also threatening him. Yes. So she threatened him, left, they went to bed, and then Betty had a thought of like, I don't think he got it. I didn't threaten him enough. I'm, I should go make sure he knows how threatening I am. <laughs> he doesn't know I catch bad men. <laughs> Especially with the, um, the uh, Cooper plot for this episode. There's so many times where that could have been not... Like, they spread it out over so many scenes. Which yeah. could have just been, like, one scene. We didn't need the other one. But it's like they need to break up the rest of the episode. So they're like, alright, let's spread this out over a bunch of different sequences. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Oh. So that was that episode. I I want to spend a little bit here. I want to ask some questions that um, we have not seen the answer to just yet. Um, okay. Number one, so is the Black Hood still alive? And the what only, does he have to do with any of this? The only person who knows is that fake FBI agent. I don't think he knows. Or maybe the real FBI. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. The real FBI is investigating behind the scenes. Because well, remember, we, we had the photos being taken, like, over two episodes. Was that the fake FBI doing that? I don't know who that was, because it was, it was Archie kissing Veronica. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that was. I don't know if that was revealed and we just missed it or something. Or I think we're meant to think it was the fake FBI agent. I don't know. Well, here's, here's the thing that bugs me. If the Black Hood actually died with that guy, then that was so lame. And we then why did we have the scene where Archie was like the last line of the episode was do you think the Black Hood's still alive? Yeah. So here's the question: either he's not alive, which means he's going to come back, but is he going to have anything to do with what's been going on? Maybe the Black Hood will save the serpents. Or or is I feel like the season is a whole bunch of non sequiturs. You know who else isn't in this? Yeah. Penny Peabody. Yeah. That's been dropped. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. Apparently, if there's anything I know about Penny, is that she arrives at the weirdest time just to be like, Penny, get out! <laughs> Stop! Maybe she'll come back um, to, like, manage the prison. <laughs> She's a lawyer. Um, also, another question I had is, remember the rumble where Dilton was stabbed? By himself or a serpent? Oh, yeah. Unclear what happened there. And the serpents are now cool with the Riverdale High kids. I heard some other people saying that he stabbed himself. Yeah, I heard people saying that too. I so thought he, maybe he did stab himself? Maybe he stabbed himself to stop the rumble? Or or I, was he just bad at stabbing? <laughs> I like that he was bad at stabbing. <laughs> so is he going to come back now, like in the next episode, and be like, I was stabbed by a serpent in a rumble months ago. No, wait, sorry, weeks ago. One week ago. One week. Last week. How long ago did that happen? That was, was it this season? Yes, that was. That was like an early Oh, right, because it had new Reggie. Yeah, and that was um where the... Uh... That was when the Black Hood was still out, right? Well, it was because the Red Circle, remember, tagged oh, uh, that's the right. South Side. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was during the Red Circle episode, because it was like one episode. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, so that's this, <laughs> this show. This show has so many threads. And, the, and, and they're all dangling weirdly. It's like a... A it's, a series, it's, it's a series of non sequiturs. 
Yeah. It really does. It feels like a, like a series of non sequiturs. Like, like, there's no arc for this season. It feels like there's, like, three writing teams who are each fighting to get their storyline. <laughs> I want to do the serial killer. No, I want to do this. Do I would prefer I want to do more, the class war. I would prefer more of the serial killer because Yeah, this, I can't believe how fast they got wrapped because up. Because this stupid, like, lodge crime thing, which, unless if there's another twist, I don't think is that bad. It's a lot of moral grandstanding. Yeah. And, once again, you went to school... In a maximum security prison town across from a prison. And it was a, fine. Yeah. And it was fine. And it's a lot of, like, the South... Like, there's there's a lot of, like, um... But this is the way it's always been stuff going on. I'm like, but the way it's always been is not always good. It's not necessarily right. Yeah. Like, you're at a better school that... Like, like the only thing that sucks about the school is the is like the amount of, like, classism going on in it. But you don't solve that by being, like, separate them now. And that also only happens, like, once every four episodes. Yeah, because apparently everyone's just kind of cool about... I mean, Cheryl's cool with, with Tony. One of the serpents is on the, um... Is on the cheerleading team. on the team. cheerleading team. Really? Like, everything's only, going really, really well. The only one who's not cool with it was <laughs> Reggie. Yeah. And I think now he's anti-women, not anti-serpents, yeah. so... Now, he's for, now it's Reggie for Preggie. I'm sure he would take some, uh... Yeah. <laughs> he would take some serpent votes. Yeah, absolutely. I just... I just and please... Talk to us about this because I just don't care enough about the um about the the lodges building low income housing and a prison. Yeah, we're not anti lodges except that they're dumb and bad at mafia. I mean, no, yeah, I mean, except for the fact that they are the mafia and very yeah. upfront the mafia. And Hiram did kill Papa Poutine, or at least but Andre Papa killed Poutine Papa Poutine. Was very bad. And Andre, I mean, maybe maybe Andre's just going rogue and just I, killing people. Hiram, Hiram's like, stop! Don't. Stop killing people! Well, it's just that everything you say is thro- so threatening, Hiram. It makes it sound like you want me to kill them. <laughs> I think I'm following directions, what, Hiram. What do you mean? I just say, tell you to take care of them. <laughs> yeah, that makes you sound like you, know, you want me to kill them. No, I said take care of them. Like, you know, give them some money and send them away. <sighs> give them some concrete shoes. You know, that brand, Concrete. <laughs> they have some really nice shoes. Give them some concrete shoes, send them on their way. Make them sleep with the fishes by saying to us to an overnight at the aquarium. <laughs> I don't see how anything I'm saying is mis- is being misunderstood. These are common phrases. I want you to shoot them in the head by bringing them to a paintball game. Well, You're I not mean, supposed to shoot people in the head. Yeah, that would kill people. <laughs> You're not? No, paintball to the head really hurt. Yeah. Oh. You could actually still kill someone doing that. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay, maybe, okay, don't shoot them in the head. <laughs> Just kill them by bringing them to a comedy show and making them get some really good laughs. Okay, you need to stop, Hiram. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell ever, me what to okay? do. Anymore. I'll use my own judgment. I'll figure it out for myself. <laughs> How would I just ask Hermione? At least she just has weird meetings on cliff sides. <laughs> uh, uh, so if you, uh, if, if you like that, you should give us a rating, review, a subscription on uh, Apple Podcasts or you know, wherever you find your podcasts. And you can also hit us up on some social media. We are always Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA. Instagram, and that's Twitter. And if you email us, that's also just PodcastMOA at gmail.com. Yeah, perfect. So it's super easy. Get in touch with us. Will Cheryl escape the insane asylum? Will Jughead become student body president? Will Andre ever find a best friend? Answers to all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast.